Mario Lopez is a piece of shit. <laughs> I am Jamal, broadcasting live from a Chinese-made microphone deep within the bunker of NORAD. Here with with Devin and Ray. How you guys doing? What's up? A special guest uh, oh, goes by the name oh, cool. of yep, our very own token Californian, Chris there Chamberlain. It is. Yes, Chris Chamberlain. native, born and raised. But he's from born the and raised in California. Yeah. I can't believe you still live there. You know what? I can't believe I do either. But I think by the time my daughter is eighteen or out of high school or whatever she decides to do i'm pretty sure we're going to move out of here well you <laughs> should you, can't there once you, you should <laughs> but by then i'll probably be taxed insanely to leave california because you know that's what they want to do oh you want to leave california cool we're going to tax you for the rest of your life since you left well that's why you make the millions of dollars there out in san diego so <laughs> don't i want to hear you crying about it in your electric car yeah all right here your my electric car my sunshine tax or clean air tax you know do you eat sushi that's how the <laughs> <laughs> Love sushi, yes, but only at certain places. Fucking California rolls. <laughs> no, here, here, get, get, this, get this. No, that is not. No, that is not sushi. What are you drinking? What are you drinking, Chris? Tonight I have a Mike Hess Brewery Habitus Double IPA. Is that a white that coffee? Very Californian. That's a very Californian way to it's, describe it's a beer. Very, <laughs> very good. It's very. You know what? I specifically bought a double IPA for oh. the podcast today because I just I knew I was going to get that California heat on me today. Is that a, so. is that a fancy name for a white claw? looks like like a, a like a, a mango how dare you like yes. a mango white claw a mango a, a herringbone hat yes i do own a herringbone hat yes. but no i'm wearing, wearing it right now like slightly cut no. inside hey do you no. have a fedora <laughs> do i have a fedora no i do not <laughs> no he's got the hat he's, he's got, got the hat with the little spell helicopter spinning things on the top <laughs> no actually here in california you have to wear the tinfoil on your head hey do you so own a, do you own a longboard <laughs> Do I own a longboard? Yes, I own three of them. I fucking knew it. <laughs> it takes that 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 boardwalk that boardwalk ride every day. They don't have mm-hmm. boardwalks because uh, it's just beach. The boardwalk yeah. thing's a very East Coast thing. Hmm. Yeah, when I think of boardwalk, I think of Boston, you know, or something. Wait, like so that what is yeah, what is yeah, what does yeah, Venice Beach have? have? On the West, bro. No, they don't have it like that over here. What's Venice all. Beach? They don't have the Ferris wheel or the what the. Well, it's Santa Monica, Santa, Santa Monica Santa Pier, Santa Monica Pier. Yeah, yeah, yeah Santa they, Monica Pier. But that's, that's about the only it. one. That's the only. That's one. the only decent one. Yeah, you know, we don't. We don't have any of that shit on the East Coast, except for like Atlantic City. I mean, where they shot your show at, they they do. Oh, Jersey, I saw it on MTV. Oh, Jersey Shore. <laughs> I mean, that's Atlantic City. <laughs> He's calling you Jersey Shore, bro. Yeah, that, that was a that was a California dig, the no, most polite dig I'm, I've ever heard. It doesn't need to be a dig. I watch it all the time. <laughs> yes, yes hey, it's no I can verify the, the Canadians. I'll, I mean, I'll, I'll come home. Polite. I will come home from work, and and uh, Ray and his fiance will be in tears because of something sad yeah. that's happened. Listen, I'll send Shore. you a picture from back in the day. You'll be like, holy shit. I'm pretty sure like that he was on the show. Snooki. I'm pretty sure it was one of my best friends. <laughs> I can't believe those people are even still relevant in today's world. Like, come on. What? I love it. So relevant. DJ Paulie D is like no. a fucking billionaire. 
DJing oh, everywhere. <laughs> oh, wow. His ass everywhere is than my COVID, face. I bet, for sure. <laughs> uh, 100%. Listen, 100%. don't hate on him. Don't hate on him. We're sitting here in a basement. <laughs> I, just, I never got fucking living in... in the Snooki train. She was just was never interesting looking. Anyway, that video where she gets her ass freaking like knocked out by that fucking dude just like clocks. Her. Ooh, that was bad. Yeah. That was oh, bad. What happened? That He was a teacher. Was he really? Yeah, and oh, he got wow. fucking like blackballed from every fucking thing you could possibly do in New York and New Jersey. <laughs> <laughs> He knocks out Snooky. I don't even remember why. I just remember it, watching it, the video. Because, like, oh, shit. Because they took shots no from way. them. And this kid was like, stole their shots. So Snooky said something. And the kid like punched her in the face and knocked like, it was bad. It was like, I don't understand that. But, you know, that was a, it was a bad move on his part. I mean, we do not. No, we don't encourage the beating of women. Oh, hell no. Part, no. No, no. Don't get me wrong. No, no, we do no. not encourage the yeah. beating it's of women. Maybe in California. I mean, I encourage the beating of Snooky, but not of actual women. No, that's not, that's not nice. <laughs> She's a person. Oh, man. <laughs> She's a really person. Sweet. Hey, you know what? I do not want this show to come into a Jersey Jersey show review. I'm telling Kristen. I feel like. Yeah, that is true. I'm yeah, telling Kristen. That is true. Uh, did you guys, uh, we got, we got some, we got a bunch of topicals. Oh, great. We do. Yeah. The first one here is, a, who, who gave me this one? The, da- the Danes are divided. Here's a headline from Yahoo News. Danes divided over children's TV show about superpower penis. It was mine. And this isn't like old. Yeah. This is from this year, 2021. Okay. The Danes decided to create a children's show, target audience, four years old to eight, of a guy named John Dillerman, <laughs> and he's got a superpower penis that he uses for random shit. I don't believe that. No. And how are the parents split on if this is acceptable <laughs> yes. for children or not? This is, this is, like, come this on, is a my, fake article. the biggest problem I have with this. This is, well, this is from Reuters. Reuters. Kind of this fruity, is from Reuters. You know what I mean? Yeah. Is, I can't believe that they would do that. That's, that's a fake That's fake news. Could you imagine if you're on a Sunday night watching TV with your family and your four-year-old sitting there in your lap and next thing you know, there's a uh, just a whole lot of man meat swinging around on the, I, on the I TV. Watched Johnny I watched Johnny I watched episode one, season one. <laughs> no, you did. No, yeah. you did. And he's wearing. <laughs> you would. He's, he's like in a onesie. Uh, he's a claymation. <laughs> he's wearing a onesie, and it starts off. He's trying to grill some wieners on a grill, and. He can't get it to light. He gets all scared. He puts too much lighter fluid. Or look at him. He just pours gasoline over these freaking wieners. So he gets scared. So he's all turned. He's got his back to it. Meanwhile, his dick comes out. And it's all clothed. Grabs a match. And, and lights it. And then his wife comes out and yells some shit at him. It's all in Dutch. So he can't understand a word so that like, they're saying. Are there mm-hmm. wieners on the grill or hot dogs? Hot dogs. Wieners. Bratwurst. Got it. But I mean, I feel and, like uh, he lights it on fire, and of course, it explodes because of how much freaking lighter fluid he put on that shit. And then the end of his dick's on fire, <laughs> and he, he dances around for a second, gets put out. This is and for show, four, four he years old. Like, he walks his dogs, and he uses his dick as a leash. And, and the parents are divided. They're divided. Yes. Yeah, parents are divided on this. That's what I have a hard time believing. I don't believe like, some things have taken to social media, calling it disgusting and below standards for a show targeted children four to eight. I agree. <laughs> <laughs> Others have called I, it funny and harmless. <laughs> it's just about the pee pee. Yeah. yeah. So but I don't know. I feel like I'm getting a hint at what Doctor Dave is going to be I'm talking about. The Denmark, no, the Denmark okay. show that's like playing this freaking John Dillerman. It's John uh, pee says it. Its show aims to recognize children's curiosity about their bodies, including the parts they might be find embarrassing. By having a childish adult with an unusual body as the main character. 
like I've seen other parts, other episodes. He's like his dick grabs a hold of a bunch of balloons and he like floats away. And then there's another one whose dick gets caught in the bus door. I thought you only watched one episode of this. <laughs> Would you watch the whole fucking season? <laughs> no, I just watched a few, man. It's, oh, you said oh, one. You went one. Now it's a few. Now yeah, he's like, it was he's, one. He's now it's a few. Now it's a family intrigued. night thing. Okay. We watch. You I know. mean, it, it doesn't just grow a little bit. Like, it goes out probably 20 feet from his body if you're going by like. It's like a Popeye thing. Uh, by scale. Yeah. It's, it's crazy. All right. So you binge watched it. Well, <laughs> there wasn't much to watch. Like, I, I can't see this making a season two. You know? <laughs> Devin comes home and his wife's watching it alone. <laughs> Ooh, there you go. Fumbling with the remote. What the fuck's oh, going on in here? You're home early. <laughs> you're home early. If you I knew what home. I was talking about, you wouldn't, you wouldn't make that joke because the guy is not attractive. <laughs> Artichoke on the table. It might not matter to her. Uh, speaking of penises, speaking of penises, uh, there's a, here's a news story about a pilot that oh, used, yeah. used a jet to draw a penis in the sky in support of master. Wait, can I say something before anyone says anything? Yeah. This is two yeah, articles that have to do with go penises. Ahead. Whose topical is this? Come clean. Two articles Who's so far this? that have to do with penises. If Dr. Dave I don't know talks why about I was a on penis, a Dr. Dave moment. was on here, I, you guys would be chewing them out right now. No, Dr. Dave has uh, agreed to no more uh, genitalia for image no, search. But every episode covers it. Every episode. It, yeah, why do we talk about penises so much on this This is not my topical. Whose is this? This is like, I, was it mine. They're Dennis. both about guys and with big... Apparently, this pilot followed his flight path, and it actually turned out to look like a penis in midair, and he wanted to do it to make people understand that masturbating is okay. Oh, my God. Uh, from what the I'm main saying. reason is because the Russian... The captain of the Russian soccer team, his phone got hacked by a hacker. Oh, okay. And... While there he was it is, jerking yeah. off, he recorded a video of this of this famous Russian soccer player. And he contacts him and says, you need to pay me 5 million rubles or I'm releasing this video oh. out to the public. It's a black the soccer story. player told him to get fucked. Right. The hacker released it. So in solidarity to show their support for the captain of the Russian soccer team, <laughs> they drew this penis in the sky with their flight path. What's the uh, hashtag for that movement? Just so curious. I'd be curious to Hashtag know. Penis in the sky. <laughs> and I don't know whose wiener looks like that, but that, I mean, the picture I'm looking at online is not exactly attractive by I mean, any means. We tried. It's a tri-testicle looking one, doesn't it? Well, I mean, <laughs> yeah, they do have radiation yeah. problems over there. So. Whose article was <laughs> this? Who, somebody. who brought this up? This is Devin's. Devin. They said it's yeah, a major, Devin, it's yeah. a big deal though to do this. Like the pilots are definitely going to be in some deep doo too. That incident here in the United States too where... It um, happened uh, in uh, Colorado Springs, didn't it? Yeah. I think so. It was that yeah. new Boeing 747 Dreamliner or something, oh. wasn't it? Or was it a military uh, jet that did it? I think it was a military guy that cases, did it. Drew a penis two cases yeah. during yeah. practice. Yeah, yeah, but they did it, and they actually used their smoke behind the jet to actually outline it in the air. Yeah, they t- they make that a big oh. deal. Did you know that men have three knees? Three men- knees. Yeah, they have a left knee, a right knee, and a weenie. Oh my god! Devin. Oh my god! <laughs> is this gonna? This is a norm- Is this becoming a normal thing now? Oh, no. <laughs> No, we gotta oh, stop. God. We gotta stop. We gotta nip this in the bud. 
God damn it. <laughs> We're pushing my patience. Uh, you know what? I need podcast. to do it. I need to do a, a, a dad Devin joke jingle for whenever he does this shit. Oh my. Yep. Just fill yeah, the crickets. Needs a, he needs a little, little noise. Uh, All right. I, so I see we're trying to uh, subvertly uh, kill the Chinese. And that's why I picked this for my uh, topical here. Okay. Yep. We're finally figuring out a way to kill the Chinese without having to have tr- boots on the ground. Donald's is selling a spam burger topped with Oreo cookie crumbs in China. Oh, my God. That sounds, that sounds, sounds amazing. <laughs> no. <laughs> this. Uh, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. There's there. a picture of it. Yeah. This is here in uh, this is in Beijing. They're selling this sandwich made with uh, two slices of spam crushed Which with good crushed with Oreo cookies. This is in, good. This is at a McDonald's. Yeah. It's at McDonald's. Yeah. Oh, wow. It's yeah. fucking disgusting. It was, it was part of a series <laughs> no, of a not. members it only the, promotion. It hits all the spots. What? On my, <laughs> it's $13.14. You want. I'm That's telling a, you, this hits all your taste notes if you had a couple <laughs> adult beverages. Are you, are you into the weed, too? Is this going on? What? Is this a California thing? No, this is this. Well, I mean, it is China. So, yeah, sort of it is, I guess. A little bit, but I mean, yeah, no, there's I nothing wrong with it. Salty I, and sweet. I, the, my only concern is what's the white stuff. I feel like it's too dry. <laughs> it's too dry. <laughs> I was just thinking the same thing. It says mayonnaise. Is it frosty? Or no, it says mayonnaise. Does it? Yeah. Mayonnaise and Oreos. I feel like this should be a. I feel sick. <laughs> All right. God, uh, I want to try it though because you, I mean, you can't knock it until you try it, right? I think this is just a great fucking way to uh, I, slowly kill the Chinese. Just. Slowly pump them full of diabetes. Make them as bad as Americans. Yeah, it's just like we're trying, baby. McDonald's is <laughs> now for twelve cents. Would you guys try one? No, is that what it is? Twelve because cents. The thirteen the fuck am I doing yen equates to twelve Not yen. United you States. You won. You won. Oh, you won. Y Ah, you won. Y U A N. Okay, two dollars and one cent. Too much. Come on. I That's a lot. You can get a cheeseburger for a dollar forty. I can get a spicy McChicken. Spicy oh, yeah. chicken for a dollar. Those are delicious. I can't buy anything in California for two dollars, so it doesn't matter. Really? <laughs> they don't have a dollar menu yeah. in Cali. You're from California. It's not. It's it's <laughs> it's not a dollar though. It's they call like it a two dollar menu. Yeah, pretty much. It's like shopping at the dollar store. Nope. The only thing that's a dollar is the plastic bag you have to buy. <laughs> 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 so I feel yeah, like California is more than like more than New York. Like everything's more expensive in California than even New York. And New York's ridiculous. What's gas well, prices at right now? What I do don't you know. Like? I haven't been to a gas station in a month. And oh, a half you got an electric car. A hybrid you vehicle. Got a le- oh my oh, god! Yes. Did you? Why you shouldn't have? You should have lied and said you had a pickup truck or something. Nah. Normally, I have to get premium, and it, last time I filled up, it was three hundred eight or three hundred eight three dollars and eighty nine cents a gallon. Gold. Sounds premium. like. You know, it sounds like South Park had it right. You're all out there. Yes. Yes. Well, what, what, do you, point, what do you I have? A Tesla? $4.42 a gallon. So you, you have a Tesla? Come on. No, I have a Chevy Volt that I just bought uh, about a month and a half ago now. Don't make fun of it. He's very proud of it. I, I actually just like it. It's crap, pretty nice. Considering my other cars. Great car. Great car. <laughs> yeah. I like it. What type, so, of, what type of vehicle you got, right? I got an F-150. Oh, like a man. Yeah. Yeah, that makes sense. And it sounds oh, like a well, man, too. It, <laughs> and it spends a lot of time on a tow truck, I bet, being a Ford Whoa! and all. Wow. wow. Actually, actually <laughs> never. Actually. That one time it, it ran out of gas, remember? But then he just realized it's because it was on a, on a hill. Oh, fuck, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that was fucked up. I brought it to the mechanic and everything. <laughs> it's like, I uh, just put some gas in it. I was parked. I, was, I had no gas in the car. I was parked on the hill. Couldn't start the fucking thing. I was like, what the fuck is going on with this car? <laughs> had a tow to the gas station. 
Hey, I want to ask you. I want to ask you guys something. I didn't. We. I didn't send it to you. Uh, I didn't send it to you for the show notes because I just saw it. This might be crossing the line, but China deploys anal swab test to detect high risk COVID nineteen cases. What? what are the thoughts on that? First of all, <sighs> what's with the penises and the anuses? <laughs> like th- Dude, this I show is with, just becoming way with the too and uncomfortability with the sexuality. What what is with the middle Americans and loving penises? <laughs> <laughs> nothing wrong with a good dick joke. Hey, don't put middle Americans in the Midwest. Has nothing to do with California. And hey, Colorado. anything anything in between California and New York is middle America. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> oh yes. What, what's going on with Robin Hood? Ooh, I've been looking into this. This has been crazy. They're fucking robbing everyone. (laughs) So, yeah. So, apparently, from what I know, and I have a buddy who's kind of in the midst of this right now, is there were were penny stocks, quote-unquote penny stocks, that you could buy and day trade legally. So, the people who are buying these know the risks of buying, say, GameStop or Naked Fruit Juice. Well, the thing is, they're not penny stocks. No, no. They're real deal stocks. Yeah, you're talking, okay, $20 a share, say. Yeah. So, if you got a couple thousand dollars you're willing to sling around, you can make a couple bucks. Well, apparently, a lot of people found out about all this, inflated the market exponentially. What's happening is what they did was they created a short squeeze of the GameStop stock, which what that means is when you play in the futures market, like what they're doing, for example, the hedge fund wanted to short sell GameStop. What they do is they borrow a share from somebody, sell it immediately. So let's say it's $10 when they get it. They sell it for $10. And what they're hoping is that the price drops and then they can buy it back at a cheaper price, mm-hmm. give that stock back, keep the difference. So if they bought, like say they borrow ten, uh, a share from somebody, they sell it for 10 bucks because that's the market price is. They wait, it drops to 5 bucks. They buy it again, boom. Give the stock back, keep the $5 difference. But what happens is, instead of the price dropping, say it goes up. Right. They still have to return the share that they bought. And now they owe mo- more money on it. Right. Yeah. Well, they have to correct. buy that share back. But So Reddit is the culprit. And there's a group on there called Wall Street Bets. And they right. all flooded the market. They started buying, buying all these stocks, GameStop. driving the price up instead of letting it go down. So it went from like $80 a way. share to like four hundred. So here's the thing: is GameStop went up nine hundred and fifty percent since the beginning of twenty twenty one. It went from twenty dollars to like just about two hundred dollars. And this was because and this was because uh, a hedge fund had purchased a bunch of shares and they were planning to turn around and sell them. Right? Well, well, yeah, they were planning. They short sold them, so they bought like thousands of shares, sold them at forty five bucks, hoping they could buy them again at thirty five dollars, keep the difference. Mm-hmm. And instead, these so people what happened Reddit, was, like, yeah, yeah, the price people, kept right. going up. And when that happens, it gets worse. So there's like right. 5 million people that decided they're all going to together buy yeah. GameStop. Drove the price Correct. up. So now, yeah, so now GameStop is sitting at a Fortune 500 table with Tesla and Amazon and Google. <laughs> Guess how much their losses surpassed? Just this, that one firm that's in deep shit. What? How much? $13.1 billion. Good. Good, good, good riddance, motherfucker. Good, because this is so what they did a, in uh, 08. Well, here's the problem, because right what here. happened today was because of it. They freaking made it. I mean, what they did is so fucking illegal. And they didn't. Like Robin Hood and them are probably going to go out of business because they're going to get sued so heavily for it. They made it to where the only people could do is sell. They couldn't keep buying and making the short squeeze even worse. So they pretty much said. Oh, nope. You can only sell. We're going to bail out all our hedge fund billionaire friends 
and we're going to take your money and rob you of it and put a gun in your mouth pretty much and say, give us your fucking money. It's so they, oh, it's now bullshit. I heard I heard on a uh, on a talk show radio coming back home that Robin Hood is saying that it's only because they couldn't process all of the <laughs> oh, that, they're backpedaling now is what they're doing. Yeah, well, they because they closed that Reddit group. Now. They closed that Reddit group down for a minute too, and then they brought them back. They were so Robin Hood was just trying to slow everything down so that the hedge fund people can get out. Right. Yeah. But exactly. It's, that's exactly what happened. Yeah, and they did they get close their positions, and now they're claiming well, they were already, doing. They've it already to had the class action lawsuit filed the against investor. them now for shutting down. It wasn't just GameStop though; it was a couple other AMC. companies. Yeah. AMC was no. another big one yep. because they, all these companies were short. BlackBerry, so, mm-hmm. yeah, Black so they short. Yeah. Well, the crazy thing with this is that's not just a problem. That's just not a GameStop problem. I mean, you could do this with any stock, right? Really. And it hit a high of four hundred and eighty-three dollars today, with a low of one twelve. There you go. That's how volatile that stock is right now. If you're interested in buying yeah, that, well, uh, Robin is trying to democratize finance, so everybody has a chance to buy stocks and be fair. Oh wait, our rich friends are going to be poor. Nope, you're out. Moving on. <laughs> Moving on. Moving on. Sorry, there, Corey. I didn't mean. Well, Corey does that because he knows this rabbit hole. Yes, you can yeah, talk about for yeah, a while. we could, and we got a whole, we got a whole half of a show. Closing that. All right, yeah, so. Um, do. Uh, this is the uh, the dentist. He was uh, <laughs> uh, charged, uh, lost his license after pulling a patient's tooth on a hoverboard. <laughs> oh, <laughs> what? I didn't read that. So he uh, he had it recorded too. This is the best part. Like he yanked the person's tooth out and then proceeded to ride away on the hoverboard with his hands up in the air like Rocky Balboa. <laughs> Why is that a problem? <laughs> well, forty six charges. Yeah, what y- the f- y- what? you you start reading into this and it's not just that this is what started i think the investigation because the person that got their tooth pulled was like what the fuck and then they did an investigation they found that this guy was pulling teeth that didn't need to be pulled Uh (laughs) that's a problem he was gassing people like almost to death (laughs) so my question is what is he doing with the teeth that he's not supposed to pull you know what i saw an interesting article i don't know if i shared it on the facebook page about how a lot of dentist offices when they're doing demos in them they find Mm -hmm. thousands of teeth in the walls what no way yes what yes why I don't know. Like it makes you oh. worried about your dentist a little bit. Don't, don't I it? might need to ask somebody. I know a dentist, so I might need to fire off a message and find out what is is that some sort of what is that? Like that doesn't make sense to me. Yeah, that's a in uh, the walls. Yeah, right. So what? You're just moving a picture over, and there's a little two inch opening, and you're they, just dropping. I, I, man, I can't remember. I shared down that. The I, I might not there. have. Yeah, you have to uh, Google that because it's like. It's like a common thing, I guess. I don't know. Like your dentist is a serial killer just trying to suppress it by collecting teeth. Dude, that or do got they them years. as dentures for someone else? Yeah, you got 12 years. 12 years in prison. 12 years after his well, I mean, it wasn't just for the hoverboard deal, but. No, he was doing a bunch. He was doing a bunch of crap. Holy cow. Him and his uh, office Holy manager were all in on it. What, what I mean, that'd for? probably be all right if somebody gave me some extra gas. <laughs> well, what are you in for? Um, <laughs> I'm a, I was a poor dentist. <laughs> what the fuck? Can, I, can I take a look at your teeth? Oh, man. <laughs> Just you guys ready for another dad joke? I got one. Oh, no. Uh, you write what, is down? A, what does a dentist do on a roller coaster? What? He braces himself. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> 
He's going to need a jingle for this, bud. I know. He's going to force my hand in me. Okay. Yep. All right. Hey, we got our, uh, we got our Dr. Dave image search of the week. So oh, everyone, yeah. uh, everyone pull out their Google right. image, Google image. I'm looking at you, Ray. I'll debate if I'm no, with this in it. No. It's Google image. <laughs> Come on. Stand by. All right. Come on. All right. You guys ready? Yep. Yeah. All right. Dr. Dave. Dr. Dave's image search of the week. Dr. Dave. I'm not a doctor. Loiasis. L-O-I-A-S-I-S. Loiasis. Dr. Dave. Dr. Dave's image search of the week. Dr. Dave. I'm not a doctor. It's an animal. L O I. There's the Z. A S I S. Yep. Oh, what? I don't have. I'm not. Nothing's coming up for me. Oh wait. It's a worm that migrates across your eye. What? It's a. It's a parasite. Oh. That embeds itself in your eyeball. Dude, gotta click images, bro. Oh man. Click image. You know what? I watched this. I, I saw something like this on A Thousand Ways or Something to Die on Discovery Channel at one point. Ugh. And it actually, this is really, really painful. Um, they they say this is just as painful <laughs> as being stung by the... Uh, what is that crazy you bullet see ant? You see the, you I, see saw, the, I saw it. <laughs> you see the little, I can't, little my, parasite? I can't just, see eyeballs. <laughs> Look at that, man! T- my t- my eyes are tearing. <laughs> remove that. How do you think they remove that? They, yeah, I mean, they show it. They, they keep going down in the images, and well, you see they well, got. Well, I little... see he's got tweezers, but come on, you have to make a, some sort of little incision. Yeah, I mean, he's got that a little scalpel. How the hell do you oh, get this? Just sort of cut into de- the outer layers. Deer flies. Well, at first, I. Thought, how do you contract this? This is. Uh... <laughs> it's a nematode infection. Of course, it's an African. It's, I, it's an African thing. They say. Yeah. Another reason not to go back to the motherland. <laughs> you doing all right over there, bud? Yeah, it's just stupid. <laughs> stupid. <laughs> stupid topics. What a, what a dumb show. No wonder why the fucking make you the Germans and the Pakistans love watching us. Hey, whoa, whoa. Do not insult our Indian listeners by calling them Pakistanis. Sorry. Yeah, come on. Yeah, come on, man. Apologize. Thank you. All right. Yeah, All right. Uh, that's enough that's images a, for whole, me on that. That's the, uh, that's the uh, Dr. Dave search of, uh, man. search of the week. Dr. Dave. <laughs> Does he ever come across this? Uh, no. No, he just, he just wanted to trick Ray into finding something gross without it sounding like a I couldn't tell you I, I couldn't imagine <laughs> yeah. the, the words was, so. he I think he I think he accomplished he told me his goal is that when he finally meets you that you just punch him right away oh <laughs> I, I don't I, I feel like do, that's already yeah. done that's, deal and yeah. I just met Dave, er, yeah. I just met Ray for the first time yeah. so <laughs> all right uh Devin you've got the topic this week man on all right operation Mockingbird Better not be penises. Pant worms. <laughs> Here it is. Uh, oh, you, you've been you've been doing this for a couple weeks now. This is all well, researching. Yeah, researching on this. Yeah. So damn, it's about as crazy as freaking MK Ultra. Really, like how thick and how broad it goes. And it's and not really even what you call a conspiracy. I mean, this is truth. It's all it's all proven facts. Yeah, they did this shit. All right. So where? Uh, what is this? What is Mockingbird? Okay. This one is Mockingbird. So. Shortly after World War II, get my freaking 20 pages of notes here. 
I always love it when I hear paper <laughs> rustling. When you hear the paper rustling, yeah, it's like I just got to like, dig through some shit. Hold this on a motherfucker second. motherfucker yeah. fucking got shit down. <laughs> it was it was a separate um, little project before the CIA was started. It was called the Office of Special Projects. That's a good name. Then, yeah, <laughs> the Office then of Special Projects. Then it got changed projects. to the Office of Policy Coordination. So once the CIA starts, the they chief. move it under CIA CIA control mm-hmm. and. Who's in charge of the CIA in 1950? Our friend Alan Dulles. Oh, Mr. Dulles. He puts in charge Frank Wisner. Frank Wisner Mm. was in charge of the program before it became CIA, so he stays in charge of it. However, this all starts right at the start of the CIA. You're talking 1940s or 1950s? 1948, 1950. Okay. All right. 1950s, like what they consider the official start of Operation Mockingbird. But they were getting everything together back in the 40s. To, right. to launch it, pretty much. Yeah, yeah well, it was kind of propaganda-ish stuff. Yes, they had it going, but it wasn't official until 1950. And Alan Dulles gets this guy named Cord Meyer to become the lead operative of Mockingbird. But he works under Frank Meisner, or Weisner, sorry. And he also gets another dude. I saw you had him up there. Oh, James Jesus Angleton. Which I thought was weird that, you know, that's the first white guy I ever seen with the middle name of Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> but guess what? Cord Mayer went to school. Yeah. Skull and Bones. Man, it was yes. just, it was a. There it is. Was There's the link again. Back to Skull and Bones. It was. Guess who? James, James Ingleton, right? He actually becomes the head of the counterintelligence, like foreign counterintelligence. Where did he go to school? Oh, just a guess. Yeah, he went to Yale too. I don't think he graduated from Yale, but he was there long enough. Now, just to become Skull and Bones. Now, the theory is is that Skull and Bones, you do all these crazy rituals with your college fraternity it's members. A, yeah, right? it's a it's a fraternity for sure. And then, as you become successful businessmen in whatever your career is, you have these these tight connections with people that. Yeah, because well, like, do you know like the stuff they did in Skull and did Bones? You, well, I've heard of them where they where guys have to like lay down in beds and just get man sauce put all over them. I don't oh, know if it's wow. true, but there's some heavy things that happen during those meetings, and I don't know if they're all true or not. But you know, most presidents in our current time are a part of the Skull and Bones alumni, right? Right. I feel like the CIA is just an extension of Skull and Bones. But definitely in the, the very beginning. It definitely agency. was. Yeah. Like yeah. All in the, the beginning. Tops. In the beginning. Yeah. Like they were we all create, buddies. We create. We get to be in charge of an intelligence agency. And you're like, man, you know what? I'm going to make Corey in charge of counterintelligence. I'm going to make one of my other best friends. This guy. That guy. And they're kind of all partially qualified because yeah. they were like officers in World War II and stuff. Like the good old boys club. Oh, yeah. For 100%. sure. 100%. But Mockingbird really was. Its main goal was manipulation of the media. And its initial goal was to manipulate foreign media, not so much domestic. And the hopes was by manipulating foreign media that by default, the U.S. media would just pick up on it. Now, the, they, they, it. they still have radio stations in other countries that are not allowed to operate within the U.S. that are ran by the Correct. CIA. Yeah, I forget right. what it's called. Was it like the, it's like, uh, oh, Radio Free America or something like that. I yeah, can't remember yeah, what it's, it's like, called. Were you talking Good Morning Vietnam? Yeah, 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 yeah. But they're not allowed to broadcast in America broadcast because, in because it is an uh, arm of the CIA and they're not allowed to propagate inside U.S. borders. Right. The CIA has admitted to assets in the media and supplied information to the assets. 
to publish the Associated Press and the UPI. So it all starts with Frank Wisner, and he gets Corey Meyer, which is he was appointed by Dulles to like help run this. Angleton ended up becoming his best friend. He's counterintelligence, but they all work together. And we believe, right? and we believe that Dulles was one of the main guys that uh, was a conspirator well, in the JFK assassination. And right, right. So this wasn't guy. the whole point of Mockingbird though to convince uh, the United States public of the dangers of communism though yeah yes. originally they, they were created okay. to help fight okay. the propaganda machine of soviets which is you know okay. it's a war thing like propaganda yeah. is big mm-hmm. so they were created to like help go against the cold war and stuff but and that's where the movie animal farm and all that came from right book, well so. animal farm is a legit book written but these guys yeah. actually paid to have it made into a movie okay oh, really okay. i didn't know that now i didn't know that yeah, 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 yeah. We're gonna have ourselves here, but uh, sorry, sorry. Was it actually is a covert action branch of the CIA? It's a front organization, I guess, if you want to call it. And what did it do? What was its purpose? It was propaganda, economic warfare, preventative direct action, sabotage, anti-sabotage, demolition, evacuation measures, subversion against hostile states, support for indigenous anti-communist elements, and threatened countries of the free world to influence foreign media. So right away, they recruit a publisher named Philip Graham from the Washington Post to run the project within the media of the industry. So it went from, we want to go attack foreign media is all of a sudden this quick subversion. Oh, we got to get the Washington Post in on this. So, hmm. so they hired the Washington or they just hired the editor. No, the publisher. Is the Washington Post? Of the Washington Post was a to work for the CIA. Okay. CIA, they're almost like informants, or they just work for the CIA, the journalists. Well, sometimes they call them, they call them an asset that they could deny work for them. I can't remember the name of it. It's later in my notes. I actually have the name, but I don't want to shuffle through a bunch of paperwork. (laughs) No, I was just clarifying, like, the the tie to the Washington Post. Right. So, the Washington Post, that's like a media. It's like one of the first people they get. Okay. Right. So, by by the early 50s, they had recruited members from the New York Times, Newsweek, CBS, and many other communication vehicles. They had over influence over 25 newspapers and wire agencies. The usual method was by placing... uh, Reports developed by in, by intelligence provided by the CIA to be written or were pre-written to reporters, and they just signed off to it and published it. The CIA wrote articles and then yes. gave it to journalists who to then publish published under them. their name. Okay. Yeah. So sometimes the, the do they have examples that, of the uh, like I any do. type of article? There's <sighs> one for the ang- uh, there's some crazy ones. The Angola War, right? Right. You make me jump. In the Angola War, dude straight up admits that he had operatives, a third of his operatives dealt with propaganda, and that they straight up falsified, like straight up fake news. This one guy says that there was this major battle in Angola. They caught 20 Russian advisors in this city that the supposed good forces had captured. Right. When when they all knew, they didn't catch no 20 Russians, bro. There were no Russians there. They just said they caught them there to try to sway public opinion that, oh, the Russians are in Angola. They're trying to make them communist. Huh. We were actually in Angola before the Russians were. The only reason the Russians actually end up there is because we were there already. You find that. They were responding to our actions, not the other way around. That's the whole Russia... (laughs) 
claim. Right. <laughs> this is all Cold War shit. Right. Huh. This is like shortly after Vietnam, too. Okay. I want to say like early all right. 70s. Sorry. I didn't mean to make you jump. I was just curious, like, what type of articles, you know, were they trying to oh, publish? Oh, crazy. Okay. People? Here you go. Yeah, I'll get you another crazy. Uh, another story. The Zambia guy. They're Zambia operative. Like, so what they would do is they implanted these stories into the foreign press and then on the tickers through Rutgers and all those, you know, Rutgers and all those other things, they would get picked up by the main sources of news in the U S and Canada or whatever. And then they would republish it as legit news. This one story straight up goes, it's a total fabricated story. Didn't happen at all. They said the Cubans were there in Angola as well, which Cuba ended up being there eventually. But the story goes that a Cuban force had like ran into this town, raped a bunch of Angolan women, got in another battle, lost, were identified and then were identified by the supposed rape victims, held the trial, they were sentenced to execution, and they were executed by the women they raped, right? None of it was true. Never happened. They even fabricated the pictures. Now that's they how- a bunch of angle and women fucking guns and took pictures of them. That sounds like because we I think we established that like the Bushes and you know there was presidents that were involved with these CIA operatives and the CIA organization and it sounds like they use the same type of reasoning every time they try to invade Start a country. A like because yeah. what it reminds me of is Desert Storm. When mm-hmm. they gave that testimony about how the I, I, Iraqi soldiers went through the uh, Wait. Went, went through the hospitals and like yep. dumped out the babies in the incubators and killed all you know killed all the you know babies and all that shit and she started crying yeah. and it turned out that none of that was true and she yeah, was like that's all, all same, fabricated news yeah, that's what I mean like opinion. It's, it's the same thing that was going on when these guys first started like they just sort of carried on the tradition of hey this is the formula to how to start a war and sway public opinion Obviously, nothing has changed from the 1950s to 2020, 2021 now. I mean, you can still sway public opinion by based off what news is putting out there. Oh, yeah. Correct. We'll get to that. We'll get to that. <laughs> Ooh, the plot. I have like a list of TV shows and stuff that are pretty much written. Oh, and yeah. Directed by the CIA. <laughs> Okay. Right. Oh, all right. Go on. Yeah. So that's what Mockingbird is. It's just media mip- manipulation. Mm-hmm. It's media manipulation to sway public opinion, uh, public opinion in a certain direction to right. better, better further your agenda. Exactly. Reports would get repeated, right? They get picked up by other news. This still happens today. Think of how many people po- repost shit on Facebook. They don't even read the sources of where it came from, and half mm-hmm. of it's bullshit. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. You know, same type of thing is happening misinformation gets spread around and the crazy thing is it gets picked up by media sources and cited by people with well-known liberal and pro-american gigs business and anti-soviet views but the main the thing that i found crazy was like how high up the food chain they really got on these media companies to be cia like operatives and cool with it and getting paid by the cia and u.s taxpayers you know in my notes here i got u.s at one point in the 70s was spending 265 million a year on all their media propaganda and mockingbird and something 3000 employees or yeah. quote unquote employees with the CIA 3000 assets. What year was that? Yep, 3000 assets in the seventies. Jesus. How much was it again? 265 million a year. Check out money who for was that in CIA's pockets. We got William S. Paley. He was a Colonel in the world wars. He was the founder of CBS and was more Ooh. than happy and believed in proper propaganda for the U.S. He was very pro-American, so he had no problem with not publishing 100% truth news. You know what I mean? Pro-American. Henry Luce, Time and Life magazine, head owner. Arthur Hayes, he was a Pulitzer Prize winner and a publisher of the New York Times. 
Holy shit. Yeah. (laughs) Alfred Friendly, owner and publisher of the Washington Post. Wow. Hal Hal Headley, I believe his name is. He uh, owned the Miami News. Another guy that owned the Louisiana Courier Journal. His name was Barry uh, Bingsley. James Copley of the Copley News Service. Now it's like, what's the Copley News Service? Like just a conglomerate of like local. Yeah, it's very. It's a, it's a big conglomerate. Okay. And at one point, they admitted to having twenty-seven CIA operatives that worked for them. So I looked up so, the value of two hundred seventy million dollars in nineteen seventy to what that value is today. <laughs> one point eight billion. Oh my it's god. One point yeah. eight. Yeah. One point eight uh, billion. Damn. Isn't that crazy? That, Which means that they could insane. afford to own CEOs and owners of these news organizations. You know, oh, that yeah. type of money. Everybody's also, got a everybody's got a dollar above their head that it costs at yeah. the end of the day. Well, and this Cord Meyer guy that I said he was the lead o- operative for um, Mockingbird, right? He was a Marine officer in World War II. He was a high-level CIA operative, invited to the CIA by none other than Dulles. I already said that. And he was a spy before this. He was a spy on the liberal internationalist organizations. They were already spying on liberal groups in the U.S. CIA didn't care that they weren't supposed to operate in the U.S. I mean, they did it almost immediately after they said they weren't supposed to. They're like, oh, we're going to do it. There's a, I don't, I remember it was a one Michael Moore documentary about this one, like, book group that the CIA infiltrated. Do you remember that? Oh, you probably never mm. seen a Michael Moore movie. No, there's, a, it was like a, a book group and they like, it was like 13 people and they'd bake, they'd bake cookies and talk about books and all that stuff. And then they had this new guy come in and he was with their group for like a year. And, and then he died in a car accident and he said he worked for the, uh, I think it was for the FBI, not the CIA. But knowing the CIA, they would blame it on the FBI. Wow. Yeah, yeah. And that's, uh, that was, I forget where that was. But, you know, I grew up at Jehov. And so we had to learn all about that. And, uh, in Russia, <laughs> in Russia, they would have, and I don't see why they wouldn't be doing it here in the States too, but they would have people in the KGB become high ranking members in the church because it was, it was banned in Russia. And then they would send, uh, they would send monthly reports back to the K, you know, back to the headquarters in order to wow. let know what was going on in that certain congregation. And China does that. So too. you're so you're saying the KGB or even in China they would send a high level military official to be like I don't know for lack of a better term a priest within inside a church. Yeah, they they like convert to the religion and then they'd work their way uh-huh. up. I mean, it'd be you're talking people that'd been in there 15 20 years. Wow. And and what would be the point of that though? Why 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 send somebody for, uh, as well such- in, in those cases it's because it's a totalitarian government right so they just want to make sure there's no subversiveness being taught within the religion subversiveness or are they trying to find out <coughs> what people are thinking in given communities well i think it's more to just detect threat against the government and their policies like are these people sitting here <laughs> bitching about this leader and uh you know are they go- are they big enough to create some sort of revolt and so that's what that's why they you know it wasn't just the jails it was any like type of underground church organization operating in russia okay makes sense makes sense but i'm just saying that you know these other countries are doing it oh it makes perfect sense that ours is you know 100 percent 100 percent this james angleton like i said he was good friends with meyer he was the head of counterintelligence in 1954 and all his links go back to the israeli Mossad. MI6, like he's well tied in with foreign intelligence groups and agencies. Where did he go to college? Yale. I believe he also went to Harvard as well. 
He definitely has ties to Yale in Cord Meyer. And Cord Meyer ends up running the show. Frank Weisner, um, he runs it for a while. And in 58, he suffers a breakdown. He ends up committing suicide in 1965. Is this the guy that jumps from a building? That's how he No, dies. I don't remember how he actually. It doesn't actually say how he killed. I was so deep into it, I didn't really give a shit. But he had close ties to Kim Fibby from MI6. And if you guys, like all the stuff I've been re- researching, this Kim, this Kim guy with MI6, ended up being a Russian spy. And he was like high up no in MI6. Way. Yes. Wow. In MI6. So you're telling huh? me a Russian spy was able to get into the, the upper MI6 organization. MI6. Upper es- yeah, upper echelon of MI6. And nobody, nobody could figure that out through all that time. It took a while to figure it out. Like, I remember, I, I think I forgot to add him to the show notes because it just, I had so much stuff. It's a P-H-I-P-Y. So his name is Kim Fibby. And when you look him up, dude, like that's that's the highest level up Russian spy I think we've ever. And he ended up defecting like he didn't defect. But like when he was getting found out, he hauled ass back to Moscow. And that's where he lived in, until he died. British intel- He comes up on Google. If you want to Google him, he comes up on Google as a British intelligence agent, also known as Kim Fibby, was a British intelligence officer and a double agent for the Soviet Union. In 1963, he was revealed. Revealed to be a member of Cambridge Five, a spy ring which passed information to the Soviet Union during World War II and the early stages of the Cold War. He died in uh, night. Wow. Think about this. Think. Think. Just here's the timeline. He died in 1988. Yeah. 19. That's 32 years ago. 32 years ago. 34. Wow. In that is shot. not that that's long ago. Yeah. No. Huh. That's crazy. And the crazy part is like how they fund all this stuff. Like people are like how they fund it. They were siphoning funds from the Marshall Plan. What's the Marshall Plan? Was the European Recovery Program provided? Oh. Uh, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> provided more than fifteen million to help finance the rebuild of, of Europe. They were it's using it take Europe, a little bit of that after, after World War. Yep. yep. A lot of the money was used to bribe journalists and publishers. Weisner was always looking for ways to persuade and manipulate public opinion over the dangers of Soviet communism. Before is when they arranged the funding for Hollywood production of Animal Farm. It was when nineteen fifty four. That's okay. when they paid for it. The CIA okay. paid for that. The CIA because, paid for the movie from the book to the movie exactly wow okay have you watched that movie oh yeah that's a great movie that is a good movie well done cia i didn't know they had any ties to it yeah i didn't realize that i i find that really odd why they would i suppose they didn't didn't, well they didn't write it they just helped why though what's the connect the movie so that more people would see it so people would leave communism they want more people to understand the dangers of a communist regime right which i mean i mean orwell I mean, it's a perfect book to describe how it works. Oh, yeah. That's mm-hmm. a fabulous book. It used to be required reading when I was in school. Not no yeah, more. Even when I went to college, it was, it was, I read it. it. Was, yeah, it was required in high school for me. So, mm-hmm. and I graduated in 2007. At one point, they had some 3,000 salaried and contract CIA employees. Yeah. Who were, in, who were engaged in the propaganda efforts. In 1977. <laughs> so many people. Yeah. In 1977, the Copley News Service, which I, you know, I was saying before, admitted that it worked closely with the intelligence services. In fact, 23 of its employees were full time employees of the CIA. Hmm. Crazy. Full time. Think about that, though. You have 3,000 people for the CIA working this one task force, right? Yeah. What? 
how do you keep all those people from being quiet and they believe not in what they're doing? I think that's pretty easy. You know, you keep them, you keep them paid and you keep their fucking families. Okay. It's not like they're going around doing, they're just, they're just writing stories, man. And creating misinformation. It's yeah. not like they're doing like crazy. And that's the thing though, is, is those people are creating misinformation though every day. Well, they believe it's for the American good, right? Well, true. So you have to true. get people so it'd be no like different than a, commu- than a communist country I mean, then. They even admitted to like being able to, they even constrain the media like, oh, nope, you can't report about that. Then the CIA is a small communist organization. In a, in a way, I guess. If you're, uh, that's how I'm looking at it. If you're feeding 3,000 people, I mean, that's a decent city. One of the other major so players can, in this, his name is Thomas Braden. Uh, Braden. He was head of inter- International Organizations Division, right? He was a personal assistant to Doles. He left the CIA allegedly in the in 54. And then he, he miraculously becomes the owner of Oceanside, California newspaper. <laughs> no way. That is that is like 45 minutes north of north of me. 38 yeah. miles to be exact, I think. He was later oh in life. He, wait, what like, year was that? 54? They were doing a lot of shit. That's when he literally left and became owner. Like, So this is Thomas Braden. If you want to go to his Wikipedia page or whatever. This is a quote. He's quoted as saying this later in life. He said, if the director of the CIA wanted to extend a, pres- a, a present, to say someone in Europe, a labor leader, suppose he thought this man could use 50 grand. He's working well and doing his good job. He could hand it down to him and it never have to account to anybody for it. So he could just pay like pause. So he could just do whatever he wanted with funds. There was no answering to anybody. Right? What so, year was that? Uh, he didn't say what year this all went down. He's just saying like how it went down when he was there. Hmm. Okay. So then he continues. There was simply no limit to the money the CIA could spend. No limit to the people it could hire. And no limit to the activities it could decide were necessary to conduct the war. Dot, dot, dot. The secret war. It was multinational. Maybe one of the first. Journalists were always our target. Labor unions are a particular target as well. That was one of the activities in which communists spent the most money as well. So... A lot of it was like European labor unions and stuff like that. Like we were competing against the Russians to try to sway political opinion. Even today, like you see that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, people dropping money in certain countries just. Uh, right. Well, it's and the whole the fill the, the void, right? You don't feel the void. Someone else fills the void. Right. So well, that's I mean, you see that today with the whole COVID relief bill that everybody's talking about here locally now is, is why are we giving money to Pakistan in that? Why are why are they trying to cut live streamers from the internet now? Why the influence, influence exactly. global opinion? Exactly, hmm. exactly. Well, okay, so y'all know most people know. I wouldn't say all people know, but McCarthyism, right? Joseph McCarthy. Yeah, we what do. He tried to do. We do early, have some. Uh, in, uh, in the mid listeners in the mid fifties. This guy Joseph McCarthy, who's a senator. He was very staunch anti-communist dude. Right. J. Edgar Hoover. So like back in those days, you know, like so many ties to Kennedy too. I'll Hmm. get to in a second. You know what I mean? But um, the FBI was considered conservative where the CIA, they were definitely more liberal, more artsy and craftsy. And that just reminded me of a whole part of the show that I didn't even freaking write down, but I know off the top of my head, CIA also funded this Thomas Braden paid for the U.S. paid for CIA covertly to send the the symphony abroad across the world, and they'd set up art shows. Remember, uh, yes. there's one. It's about, it was about U.S. expressionism, right? Like mm-hmm. James Pollock, all that weird abstract art, right? Yep. CIA was behind those exhibits to show 
that the Soviets were like communism was bad because it's all just one direction, one one style, no expressionism is allowed, you know, all this other stuff. So the U.S. was using this as a propaganda tool to show that the U.S. is way more cultured. We have more ability, like look at our abstract art. And the way they would do it is they would get some of these rich, influential people like, hey, I want you to start a foundation. We'll give you a million dollars to start it to pay for the art exhibit to go to London. And that's how they would do it. And it's just it's crazy to think of that, like that the CIA, one of the covert ops was to send music and culture across the world to try to fight communism. I thought that was well, interesting. They were just a lot of that too was just bringing in these different cultures to try to like implant a seed with these people, you know, like whether it be arts or the radio or right. TV. And the liberal people, like most of the time, had no freaking clue that it's the government and the CIA that's pushing their agenda or anything like that. Well, they, they had yeah. no idea because the they Russians did so knew. The Russians, that's why they would ban all that shit. Nothing was exactly. allowed. Nothing the was Russians allowed because they knew what, what the U.S. was trying to do. Right. Because they did it. So <laughs> when does John Kennedy, when does he become aware of of all of this the going whole on? thing with that is, man, we, you know, we played that speech on our last show. And mm-hmm, as I'm correct. researching that, I was re-listening to the podcast because I was playing it for a buddy. I'm like, hey, man, you should check this show out. Mm-hmm. And as I'm re-listening to the Kennedy speech, I'm like, holy shit. He's talking about Operation Mockingbird he initiate, yeah. to the press. Like, he's telling him, like, because hey, that I is, know oh, yeah, that yeah, speech is to the press. Yeah. He he knows he's he, he knows what he's talking about. And he's talking about secret societies. He says it's foreign, but he also says it's domestic. And he's telling these fucks, I know the CIA is paying you. Help me out. Let's tell the truth. Mm-hmm. You know, he really did okay. want to end the CIA. And that's... And they you killed know, him. We listened to our last podcast. They, in my opinion, the CIA did him in. That's a topic for another podcast You're, right there. That was our podcast last week, Monty. Huh. Maybe you should fucking listen. Oh. <laughs> Damn it. <laughs> Damn it. <laughs> Come on, bro. You know what? Come on. Cut me a little slack. Just a little slack. It was slack. literally titled JFK Assassination. <laughs> and the CIA. And the, it was all there. <laughs> With and the CIA. <laughs> Uh, did you see this about McCarthy? Because you were talking about McCarthyism and how they tr- they took down McCarthy. You know, Edward Moreau. No, Weisner admitted it. Straight up said unleash freaking... I, I can get to that point. You want me to get there quick or well, do you want to get to this part? The, the reason why is because I, I was looking at McCarthy and they said that he was extremely close to the Kennedys. Dated two of the Kennedys' daughters. Really? Which would be uh, John's Kennedy, sister's. Really? That would be uh, John's sisters, yeah. He was the godfather to Robert Kennedy's first child. Wow. Come on. Come sit on Uncle Joseph's lap. Well, just, it's just because you're going to talk about McCarthyism. So, like, I think that's interesting. I didn't know no, that. No, I never realized he was linked to the Kennedys so close. Maybe that's why he had another hate. That's maybe why Kennedy had more hate for him, too. Because what happens is Hoover, right? I said the FBI is a conservative. CIA is considered more liberal. Hoover is still getting jealous of CIA growth and power in the 50s and how they're kind of unchecked and they can, like he said, they have an open checkbook. They just kind of do whatever the hell they want. Hoover's getting aware of their power and he's getting annoyed by it. So he gets in McCarthy's ear and he actually gives McCarthy evidence that like, remember I said Cormier was a a spy against liberalists before he worked for the CIA? Well, technically he was working for the CIA then and spying on those groups to make sure they weren't communists. Right. Anyway, McCarthy takes off running with it. He called CIA a sinkhole of communists and went after Meyer and Weisner personally, Hmm. especially for the leftist spying. Hoover actually thought he had evidence that Weisner actually had an affair with a Romanian princess. Right. All this stuff comes out in this investigation. So what Weisner does, because he feels personally attacked by McCarthy, he launches 
unleashes Mockingbird on McCarthy. And he uses, I mean, these are well-known people. Like when I say their names, like you might know who they are, like based just on history. A major journalist for NBC named Drew Pearson. Yeah. Joe Alsup, a journalist. Uh, Jack Anderson, an award-winning Pulitzer Prize journalist. Walter Lippmann. Yeah. He actually coined the phrase Cold War. He was the first. He's the one that like created that name. Or maybe he the CIA also, coined it. He yeah. He was actually him. a Pulitzer Prize winner. Is and then Ed Morrow, which is a, he's like a very famous broadcaster. Oh, I love Edward R. Morrow. <laughs> they all that breaks are my part heart, of man. The CIA's attack on McCarthy <sighs> and labeled it McCarthyism and, and betrayed him as a bully. You know, he's overreaching his power. The huge mockingbird against him in the U.S. press. And it worked. You see, I knew they he ran a, political damage. They made a movie about it. About Moreau. I forget what it was called. It's a great, uh, good night and good luck. That's what the movie's called. Great movie. If you're into just, is that, that's decent, but it's, it's about Edward R. Moreau taking on McCarthy and they make it in the movie Mm. seem like he's all by himself and no other news agency will stand up against McCarthy. And it's just Moreau. That's, that's going to, uh, that's going to, you know, stop it or whatever. Stand up. But that's not the case. He was getting paid by the CIA in a, in a, conjoined effort to all go yep. after McCarthy. It, yep. it shattered me when you told me this. I love Moreau. I'm sorry. I, can, <laughs> I said sorry, bro. Broke my heart. Good night and good luck. It's a good movie. Yeah. Even though it's fiction, I guess. <laughs> after all that goes down, they use it for Guatemala. used to overthrow the, the government there. You know, the president, Alvarez Guzman, they used Mockingbird against him. And Dwight D. Eisenhower, he becomes president. Yes. So he sets up a committee to oversee and rein in the CIA power and covert ops because he knew kind of how they've gotten a little rogue, you know what I mean, with their operations. What the CIA said, the reason why we're not telling you about any of this is so that you can have plausible deniability. Keep them out of the loop. If you try to call us out, you can be like, I don't know anything about it. It's because you really don't. And McCarthy McCarthy was a hero, like in World War II. You know, he was, yeah, uh, well, he was a, what, uh, what do they say? A dive bomber. I think mm-hmm. he was a tail gunner. He died rather young, too. I was surprised. 48. He, 48. He was only 48 years old, but he was an alcoholic. Mm-hmm. But they, they said it was arguably because he fell into drinking because he was ruined so badly by Mockingbird. His reputation was so tainted. Nobody would talk to him because they all thought he was a scumbag because, you know, media. That was, I guess, maybe the first force of dedicated power by the media against someone. I would say especially like probably uh, a collaborated effort by a government agency against their own. For sure. What do you think? I would think so. I th- it, it seems like a it was a coordinated attack against a uh, politician in the U.S. Right. Which well, they, they said this, this is what they, the CIA does. They 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 yeah. practiced it everywhere else, and then once they think they got an idea, they test it out. You know, they test it out it on a on a senator. In this case, it was yeah. very effective. Well, it's you're, it's taught to this day in school McCarthyism. I didn't even know so, he was a tail gunner until years later that he had done all this heroic stuff in World War Two. The only hmm. thing he's remembered for is mccarthyism right trying to get the communists trying to get yeah overreaching but you know i mean i understand there you can't overreach to a certain extent but at the same time like there was people trying to subvert the country back then Eisenhower, right he knew that they were out of control but they were saying denial plausibility he creates this committee called the 5412 committee which included the CIA director, the national security director, the deputy and secretaries at both state and defense. The reason why Eisenhower did this is because he, he believed the CIA was not coordinating with U.S. policy, that they're kind of rogue. You know, they're doing what's best interest for them and not what's best interest for the country. That's why he was more concerned. Yeah. And how their senior corporate interests were in upper caste 
up upper class families was who they were more trying to hook up and help out instead of the actual American people, which man, I can see that today for sure still. Well, it's, I mean, this hasn't stopped. This whole history of how it started and the original players and the original tactics they used are still this, you know, it's still the same thing. Like, I, I don't know if you ever see those, some of those Project Veritas videos, but the Twitter execs, they talk about how they get specific direction on who to shadow ban, who to uh, promote on their uh and and platform yeah, yeah on yeah. their platform and uh cia and the fbi have offices in facebook and google mm-hmm. i think if anything the mainstream media you know back then that was that was the news but now it's it's other places where people get the news yeah. and, and they've totally expanded in the cia hasn't stopped uh hasn't yeah they've uh they've expanded their reach with these certain agencies well, they've definitely well, got even by quite a few people like and it proved that it's happened right like the church committee you know that they created they you know the cia pretty much says yeah we have 400 assets including people from the new york times and the national student association was founded by the cia by the way the national student association was founded by the the cia it even was, a, was a training ground a or training ground for yeah yeah, yeah. and uh i mean when g to that you know point, oh george hw oh. bush there it is right there. Yep. Oh, George. He says, Go CIA, ahead. effective immediately, the CIA will not enter into any pay contract relationship with any full-time or part-time news correspondent accredited by a U.S. news service, newspaper, periodical, radio, or TV new, uh, network or station. And they would continue to welcome the voluntary unpaid cooperation of journalists. So, there oh, it is. Oh, Papa Bush comes out and says, oh, yeah, we're not going to do it anymore. Wink, wink. Or fucking, was he might that when well he was that president? Air quotes. Was that when he was president? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, he, he yeah. President, that makes when sense. When he was president and he appointed the new CIA director, he said all that. He's, yeah. But the fact that he can get up there and be like, but however, we will continue to quote unquote welcome the voluntary unpaid cooperation of journalists. I mean, that leaves the door wide open. Well, and he no, was like saying, Hey, Mr. Bear, I don't want you to come to my house, but here's a freshly cooked prime rib sitting here just past my doormat. So I was interested, right? All that stuff's gone down. That's all in the past. I'm like, what's it like today? And so That's- I call it mockingbird 2.0. Oh, oh. Ooh. this German journalist straight up comes out and says the CIA and U.S. media manipulates so much that they'll make non-U.S. They use foreign. They use the foreign intelligence agencies like in Germany. They use the German intelligence agency. He said when he worked there, a German intelligence officer would show up to his office and be like, hey. We want you to publish this article. But he's like, the article's already pre-written. All he had to do was put his name on it and publish it. And he wins a Pulitzer Prize. No, he didn't win a Pulitzer Prize, <laughs> but they publish it. Well, I'm just saying, right? it seems like people that do that often for the CIA seem to win Pulitzer Prizes. Yeah. Well, he said that he did it, and he actually became an honorary Oklahoma citizen of the U.S. <laughs> for, for for his pro-U.S. articles and pro- promoting anti-Russian articles. It wasn't that great of an article, so they sent him to Oklahoma. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, straight up published, put things under his name. He knew her bullshit. But that was in Germany. But they get picked up by the Associated Press and printed yep. worldwide. Yep. The right? AP or Reuters. This is what they call CIA people that don't work directly for the CIA. They call them non-official covers. Yeah, so oh, that's what you were talking so about. Okay. Yeah. You work for them. They pay you. They will never they will never claim you or your news organization. You're a non-official cover. It's like it's just like non-CIA agent. 
Can, yeah, and you get bribed by billionaires. You get bribed by the CIA to write a certain way, pro-European, so pro-US, anti-Russian. It's a fancy way of being called a snitch, kind of, in my opinion. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Dude straight up says, all the big news radio companies in Germany are part of the operation. Hmm. They do it through the transatlantic organizations, not through direct contact with the CIA. They send you on trips, bribe by the organization to promote pro-US, pro-Europe news. They befriend you and brainwash you to be that way. Britain, Israel, France, Australia, New Zealand, Taiwan, Jordan, Oman, Yemen, Saudi Arabia, all in this web of CIA Mockingbird. Well, you remember, remember Khashoggi? Hmm. Remember Khashoggi? Not, the guy they no. chopped up in the in the embassy and brought him out in uh, in like suitcases. He was a journalist. They they said it was an attack against the journalists of the New York Times because he wow. had written a few papers for the New York Times, but they were all pro Prince articles that were divisive in Saudi Arabia, and he had been given a house in Virginia. I think. I mean, I think he worked for the CIA. Yeah, for sure. And I think uh, I think some other warring party found out and uh, had him dismembered because he was disloyal to the. Oh, I do remember country. that. Yeah, in Turkey, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. They met him in Turkey. They caught him in Turkey and cut him up in Turkey. Damn. Well, this guy was saying that the the German intelligence, which is linked and and was helped started by the CIA, is who he dealt with mainly. And one story in particular, he talks about. He's like they wanted an anti-Libya Omar Gaddafi article. He said uh, he had no idea what was happening in Libya, and they provided him with all the secret information. The article was already written, and they just wanted him to sign his name to it, and he did. And the article was about how Omar Gaddafi was trying to build a poison gas factory. Mm. It was reprinted mm. worldwide two days later after they published it. Worldwide. And he said it ended up being bullshit. It wasn't true. But at that point, everybody saw the original headline. So even if they publish it on the back page somewhere else, that's not true. No one sees it. Yeah, I'm looking at this Khashoggi guy right now. Journalists, uh, according in like all the quotes are from like the Washington Post, New York Times. Man. Well, yeah, most of them, too, even previously on some other people we talked about, I looked at they were all the same reporting companies. Yeah, look at this. Well, Khashoggi relocated to the United States in 2017, began writing for the Washington Post in 2017. All linked. Uh, former, <laughs> former U.S. intelligence contractor Edward Snowden accused the Saudi government. There it is. Yeah. Oh. Is it weird, though, to think about? I don't want to sidetrack too much from it, but it's weird to think about. This started in the 1940, late 40s, early 50s, and yeah. is still relevant today and oh, yeah. you can go out to any area and ask people hey what do you know about project mockingbird and they'll be like what i never even heard what of what are it. you talking about the movie yeah never i yeah. love the movie yeah. how to kill a mockingbird that's what they're, that's what you're gonna get hit with yeah. well and, and this with, is still relevant today oh yeah dude listen, German, listen dude, to this, this listen i'm sorry but listen uh, this is the last time i'll bring it up but in december cool. 2018 the washington post revealed that khashoggi's columns or his whatever he wrote on there at times oh. were shaped by an organization funded by Saudi Arabia's regional nemesis, Qatar. That's crazy. In 2018. Proposing his ago. topics, giving him drafts, goading him, and giving him research. And if if he was compromised in Qatar, then he was he was definitely being used by the Isn't CIA Isn't one of the countries here. I listed? Yeah, of course. That's the only <laughs> <laughs> Oh, man. Yeah. That, it's, nuts. Saudi. it's like it's like these it's Hollywood movies they've made. It's like, 
oh, they really are kind of true. They're based on truths. Well, and this is and, all public information, though. You know what I right. mean? Like, oh, it's it just no one talks about it. Well, here's the crazy part. This German guy, when he's talking about it, he's like, what happens if, if you say no? He says, well, you pretty much get fired and you get ruined and there's no way you're ever going to be a journalist again. Enjoy being a janitor. Yep. Yeah. No yep, straight up. Janitor like, he talks about this At one guy in particular. School. He says, what happens when you say no? A German rescue unit by helicopter called Traffic Accident or Yellow Angels. Pilot did not want to cooperate as becoming a non-official asset. He got removed from his job. He tried to sue. Lost. Jo- the, the judge said, this is all in Germany, said he didn't want to be a part of the German intelligence group. He could not if he didn't want to be a part of it, he could not be trusted and therefore shouldn't be allowed oh, to do any Christ. of this stuff. Yeah. What are we, wow. Hitler, Germany? So, yeah. Offense to our well, this is in Ger- Yeah, this is in the 80s, late 80s, early 90s. And then he says, you know, this guy personally, since he came out about it, he, he said he's been harassed, accused by the German public prosecutor for leaking state secrets. He's had his house searched six different times. Isn't that crazy? Right. Where it is now? CIA in Hollywood. What shows? I mean... The CIA is so embedded in Hollywood. They have agents that work just for all, like, they they admitted they had CIA operatives at Paramount Pictures. I'm going to say a, a movie, oh, man, what was that movie about the- Yes, the movies. Sorry, recent. The Ben Affleck, what was the Ben Affleck one about the- oh, there you go. The Iranians. Some of all fears. Yeah. Yep. And Where then, you played uh, Jack Ryan. I'm going to definitely say Land Before Time. Definitely. The dinosaurs? <laughs> definitely. The dinosaur yeah, movie? Definitely a CIA movie. <laughs> Yep, absolutely. <laughs> the dinosaur movie. So it was a Mossad operation. That Zero movie. Dark Thirty was very CIA had their hand in that a lot. That movie about Osama. Okay, yes. Argo. Fargo. Argo. Wait. Oh yeah, Argo. That's what I was talking hey, about. Argo. Okay. No, no. no and no. then you know the the television series Homeland. They're all up in that. The other one, uh, Alias. They're also in that, and they're in they're involved with Twenty Four, and then they're also invaded. In, you know the agency, which is CIA. Twenty Charlie Wilson's War. Oh, I, yes, no, yes. yeah, because it's celebrating their hero. That and they're trying to show that they didn't fuck up and arm terrorists. Yeah. <laughs> they're shining. They're trying to shine a light. They're like, oh, we're trying to help the good guys. Yeah. You know, they wouldn't let us build schools. Yeah, they're they're doing it to downplay the seriousness of arming terrorists. So, does that make Tom Hanks a CIA operative? Wow, I, I think so. Well, Ooh. they say a lot of the times these liberals, you know, they're disconnected from it all because they're just—it's part of the script. They didn't know the CIA helped write it. What about John Dillerman? Who's John Dillerman? <laughs> That's just to give you some mouth penis candy. Cartoon. Give him some mouth. Candy. Ah, nice tie back, Ray. Well done. <laughs> okay, so like, what happens after the Cold War? The whole thing with Project Mockingbird was to be a counter-propaganda machine against the Soviets. Right. The Soviets go down, right? Right. What's their purpose? Yeah, what happens to, what, those 3,000 employees? Who are they going to exactly. propagate against? Let's see. They did the, uh, well, they uh, they did the Desert Storm. Well, the, well think right. of the 90s. Uh, Kosovo. So all the movies that came out in the 90s, what do those movies do? <sighs> Saved by the Bell? They, they produce... They, <laughs> <laughs> they, <laughs> 80s, 80s. Uh, Slater, Slater's part of the CIA. <laughs> yeah, he is. Hey, Dr. Belden. Hey, he was oh, probably Belden. He's probably an MK Ultra project. That's why he stabs I had a people huge now. Crush on, I had a huge crush on the the dark haired blue eyed girl. I can't remember her name dark right now. Dark haired blue eyed Kelly. Yes, Kelly. What Kelly? I loved her in 90210 yeah. too. By the way, Kelly uh, yes, I did watch that show. Mario Lopez is a piece of shit. <laughs> Didn't he play it, Superman though? No, you no. Know, that motherfucker. No, he. Uh, he You're thinking fucking, of uh, Dean Kane. He was thinking Superman. Oh, oh, he does. Yeah, yeah. 
No, I'm, I have a personal beef with Mario Lopez. Why? Because he's so Why? good looking? No, because in Saved by the Bell, he's deciding person. where to go to college for wrestling. And it was between Iowa and USC. And he picks USC? Obviously. Like, well, fucking, oh, well, yeah, what a great <laughs> wrestling USC program. Would too. Have you seen the women that walk across the USC campus? Come on. One woman with teeth, not with gums. Well, I can't. Wow. Like, all, all the women my, in Iowa look like Corey. <laughs> my beautiful wife is, beautiful. My beautiful wife is from Iowa. But she didn't go to Iowa Hawkeye. She's a ISU. Cyclone. Well, that explains why she's a professional housewife, I guess. Wow. <laughs> Monty's like, oh. <laughs> well, anyway, tra- so to get that. back to this, Charlie Wilson's war was funded by the C- CIA as well, right, to downplay the CIA's stuff. But in the 90s, the reason why they were, like, so proactive and, like, think about Hunt for Red October. Oh, yeah. Great movie. Oh, yeah. Okay. Dude, like a lot of those movies, what do they do? They project the CIA guy as the heroes or like we're saving America. I think, I think he was FBI. Red Dawn. So they're trying to promote that the CIA is a good service to battle the evils of the world. And they've had 1,800 movies and TV shows or influence or scripts were, um, you know, manipulated by the CIA. Wow. 1,800 movie and TV shows. What about the recruit? Yes, that's a big one. Colin Farrell. Since the, since the Cold War, there's been 1,000, what'd you say, 1,800 and something shows? Yeah, movie and TV since shows. Since 1991. Since 1991, there's been 1,800 Since 1991, movies. there's been almost 2,000 movies and TV shows that have influenced the CIA the has been a part of. Yeah. Like there was a, well, the Brad Pitt was in one, too. I forget the name of it. And they can shut down any Mr. movie and Mrs. before Smith? even shoot. No. That is insane. He's an Minus actual CIA operative. Yeah. So I, I'm doing the math on this right now, and that's 66 movies a year. Oh, dude, it's 66.6. Oh no! Oh, Two thousand divided by thirty. No, six hundred. Ah. It's all oh, coming man. together. Ooh, what about Uncle? It, it, well, a lot of this stuff too. Like some of them, they're not like totally manipulating. They're just they're just like a scene or something. Script. You need to remove this scene because it makes us look bad. Like uh, any Vietnam War reference that you know marks the U.S. as losing it or bad, they make them remove it out. Anything that has anything reference to like soldier suicide. <laughs> They also make them pull that out. You're right. I've never seen any of that in any movie or TV show ever. Right. Because it portrays a bad image of the military and they say no. Yeah. Well, Bush, Bush did that. You never even see. Bush did that with the caskets yeah. in uh, in the war. Remember, he wouldn't let the press yeah. take any pictures of uh, any of the caskets coming home. Yeah. Or you never see you never see you see very little footage of like World War One and World War Two uh, military guys uh, like shell shocked or anything like that. And that was a real thing back then. Yeah. Yeah. And the CIA even admitted to having operatives at Paramount Pictures. And they offer free support to any movie project wanted to make a movie about them. What about so Jason even, Bourne? Because they kind of portrayed yeah, definitely him in, in those. Definitely did Jason sure. yeah. Bourne. Has to be. But But that makes the CIA look bad. That's what I'm saying. But Chase Brandon, right, he's the first CIA liaison officer between the CIA and Hollywood. So what he did is he helped coordinate between Hollywood and the CIA. But he's not listed as a CIA guy in any of the – you can find him in the credits. He's listed as a technical advisor. And the recruit was one of the first ones like that he helped do with Al Pacino. He's a senior officer or whatever. Okay. He helped yeah. pitch that idea to Disney, who produced and distributed the movie. But it was written 
with the CIA. I'm just going to throw this out. Paramount Pictures, Land Before Time. Boom. I'm Walking away. That, yeah, right there. <laughs> Walking away. I'm, looking at, I'm, looking I'm telling you. Right now. It's a Mossad operation. Spielberg, it's the plight of the Jew. If you ever if you ever think about that, they're looking for the promised land. That's you know, the, the Tyrannosaurus Rex is the evil Gentile. What is what does uh, uh Longneck have to hold on to to remind him of his mother? Remember the, what she gives him? The leaf? No. Remember the leaf she oh, gives him? Oh yeah, the five the five star the oh, five the Star David leaf? leaf? I'm just the thro- Star David Leaf. St- I'm just throwing it out. It's the whole I've been saying. No, this you're for years. very correct. You're very correct. God, that is creepy. Now that I'm seeing all these connections come together, it's 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 almost sickening in a sense that everything we have, or at least I have watched as a child growing up. You know, you you look at it, you're like, oh, that's a good movie. That's a good movie. And then as you get older and you learn history, you're like, oh man, well, this like, is some messed up. The main up thing was Zero Dark Thirty, about. right? The that they got so much flack about was that in that movie, there's you know a slight. They're trying to promote like torture as not being as bad a thing as it really was. So they got a lot of critical, you know, a lot of criticism mm-hmm. from it. Trying to like saying like, hey, why are yeah. you supporting CIA for Back torture? In 2010. Well, yeah. we didn't want to support it, but it's a part of the story, so we felt we had to keep it in. But it's a lot of people of said that it was the CIA's attempt to like soften the public to it, to like well, and ultimately how bad the, the image was really- of it. Well, and but also, I think when you think of torture, you, you, there's public misconception on what torture really is, and there's also the public doesn't fully understand. I feel like about what war really is. Like you don't see things on the news or on social media unless you're really digging well, for them. That's you the don't problem, see right? Hollywood mm-hmm. is the only way the public learns about the agency. Hundred percent. So should the public be learning about the CIA from the CIA? Without knowing, it is the CIA influencing all the information? A hundred percent. They don't realize it's the CIA that's in control of all of it. You got to understand that there's no major movie industry that doesn't have ties to China right now, too. There's a great podcast called uh, China Unscripted. But they had uh, several people on talking about how certain movies, the Chinese government dictates to these uh, these movie agencies now, like, oh, you got to take this scene out, put a pro-China scene in. And they'll do it because it's a huge market, you know, to market their movies. Or they'll just make Sell movies out. exclusively for Chinese audiences, like Mulan. I won't watch Mulan, the new one. Because not only did they they film that it's nothing like the original Mulan, first of all, and then, I haven't seen the new one yet. And uh, but they filmed it where they have all their concentration camps. That's where they filmed oh, Mulan, really? Disney. Yeah, that's where Disney filmed it. But wow. it, but you're talking, you know, other countries are doing this too. It's not just the CIA. Well, no. When you look at the NBA, like everybody's like, oh, you're gonna like reduce your morals just to get paid so the u.s invested in today's value billions of dollars to sway the public opinion in a certain direction using tv movies newscasts everything like that and i feel like today when you look at the united states public's opinion of uh vladimir putin Everybody seems to love that guy. Do you think the U.S. has been successful in that campaign to sway everybody against Russia? I also believe it's because the Russians have done so well of of infiltrating the U.S. social media. Or do you think that's like a whole other dynasty? I mean, I ain't talk about the Russians. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, the collusion with the the election and how many ads and stuff they ran during the Hillary deal. I'm not talking about just that. I'm talking about I feel like the public's. I the view of the public towards Vladimir Putin in Russia is 
higher than what they think of the United States. Does that I, make sense? No, I wouldn't say, I wouldn't say uh, people hate Vladimir because no. they use the whole thing about how Trump was best friends with Vladimir. So they hate, they hate Putin just on that terms. But it, think about, think about it this way. Get your mind off of Russia because Russia is old news, right? Get, yeah, your, right. get, get your mind on this. Um, what was that? The Red Dawn. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. Oh, that was Korean as hell. Beautiful. It was, spo- it was supposed to be Koreans, right? That invade the U.S. like well, that. Well, the, the latest one ah. was the latest one was North Koreans. Why? Why did okay. it uh, change? Why did it change to North Korea? And man, that was right before all the bullshit started happening. Who dictated? Who okay. dictated it? Not be Chinese troops. Think about think about how often you I see, see anti Chinese propaganda in the news. Oh, that was in Colorado. Mm-hmm. That's where they filmed it. That, well, that's where it takes place. That's in the movie. That's where they are. They're no, Colorado. it's Oregon. Oh, the first one. Oh. The first, the first one. one. Oh, the first yeah. one. Yeah. Ray, Ray's stuck in uh, 1989. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the first the first month I moved here, Ray's oh. like, let's watch a snowboarding movie from 1983. Out cold? <laughs> Out cold? Yeah. Out yeah. Cold. Best, best oh, fucking yeah. movie ever. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like, you got to see the tits on this girl in the hot tub. <laughs> it's with Zach Galifianakis. Yeah. So what are we thinking here then, gentlemen? Oh, I think this this program is very much active. Yeah, I have to agree with you. I think this I I think given the state of the current economics in the United States, I feel this program is way more active actually than it probably was back in the 40s and 50s. 100% and they have a lot more information than mm-hmm. they did back yeah. then, too. Yeah, everybody's information is readily out there. I mean, you could dive deep into the facial scans on your phone or the thumbprints or things like that. I mean, everybody does everything. Well, we're talking just propaganda. You know, just, we're I know. we're so easily gotten, influenced nowadays. Yes. That's the problem. Easily. Easily. I've gotten yeah. so critical of news. Like, I will, like, legit, like, if I see somebody post something, like, I legit will look up two or three different references to see if this is really true or not before I even comment or even, like, maybe but think about reposting to. it. Except Bigfoot. What do you think? <laughs> Except Bigfoot. I think it's just another wormhole down the CIA trail that uh, we just fucking are just tapping into. I think now that we're aware of this stuff, we'll see it more often. Yeah, for sure. Because I, like, for. I had no, the, the, yeah. you know, I knew that they ran, pro- I knew they ran propaganda stations outside of the U.S. and that it was illegal for them to operate those within the U.S. But what do. it seems to me is they just found a loophole and they infiltrated all these, they infiltrated all these news organizations. And you, you can see that now because now was like six six conglomerates on the media or yeah. something like that yeah you know so it's not hard to infiltrate six conglomerates with three thousand people well and i challenge people to just go back to our last podcast listen to that kennedy speech again after listening to this and man yep. you will hear it he is talking about project mockingbird to he, them he is he is uh He's begging them to help him. He's begging them to help him. And a week later, they fucking shoot him in the head. Yeah. yeah. Like I was, I w- it was so profound to me because like, I was just re-listening to our show and I'd just been researching it. And then when I listened to it the second time, I'm like, holy shit. Should we finish the show out with the JFK speech? Worth it. Like after hearing all this information and then listening to Kennedy beg, I mean, that made me like the biggest Kennedy fan ever. I'm like, this guy was freaking a true put it, put it uh, freedom warrior. Put it oh, on. he was one of the be- he's damn near the best president we've ever had. I think in the sixties, I might have been a fucking Democrat. Yeah. Well, let's play it. We'll, we'll play it, and uh, we'll finish the podcast on a word from President John F. Kennedy a week before he shot best president ever. Ladies and gentlemen, the very word secrecy is repugnant 
in a free and open society. And we are, as a people, inherently and historically opposed to secret societies, to secret oaths, and to secret proceedings. We decided long ago that the dangers of excessive and unwarranted concealment of pertinent facts far outweighed the dangers which are cited to justify it. Even today, there is little value in opposing the threat of a closed society by imitating its arbitrary restrictions. Even today, there is little value in ensuring the survival of our nation if our traditions do not survive with it. And there is very grave danger that an announced need for increased security will be seized upon by those anxious to expand its meaning to the very limits of official censorship and concealment. That I do not intend to permit to the extent that it's in my control. And no official of my administration, whether his rank is high or low, civilian or military, should interpret my words here tonight as an excuse to censor the news, to stifle dissent, to cover up our mistakes, or to withhold from the press and the public the facts they deserve to know. For we are opposed around the world by a monolithic and ruthless conspiracy that relies primarily on covet means for expanding its sphere of influence, on infiltration instead of invasion, on subversion instead of elections, on intimidation instead of free choice, on guerrillas by night instead of armies by day. It is a system which has conscripted vast human and material resources into the building of a tightly knit, highly efficient machine that combines military, diplomatic, intelligence, economic, scientific, and political operations. Its preparations are concealed, not published. Its mistakes are buried, not headlined. Its dissenters are silenced, not praised. No expenditure is questioned, no rumor is printed, no secret is revealed. No president should fear public scrutiny of his program, for from that scrutiny comes understanding, and from that understanding comes support or opposition, and both are necessary. I am not asking your newspapers to support an administration, but I am asking your help in the tremendous task of informing and alerting the American people. For I have complete confidence in the response and dedication of our citizens whenever they are fully informed. I not only could not stifle controversy among your readers, I welcome it. This administration intends to be candid about its errors. For as a wise man once said, an error doesn't become a mistake until you refuse to correct it. We intend to accept full responsibility for our errors, and we expect you to point them out when we miss them. Without debate, without criticism, no administration and no country can succeed, and no republic can survive. That is why the Athenian lawmaker Sola decreed a crime for any citizen to shrink from controversy. And that is why our press was protected by the First Amendment, the only business in America specifically protected by the Constitution, not primarily to amuse and entertain, 
not to emphasize the trivial and the sentimental, not to simply give the public what it wants, but to inform, to arouse, to reflect, to state our dangers and our opportunities, to indicate our crises and our choices, to lead, mold, educate, and sometimes even anger public opinion. This means greater coverage and analysis of international news, for it is no longer far away and foreign, but close at hand and local. It means greater attention to improved understanding of the news, as well as improved transmission. And it means, finally, that government at all levels must meet its obligation to provide you with the fullest possible information outside the narrowest limits of national security. And so it is to the printing press, to the recorder of man's deeds, the keeper of his conscience, the courier of his news, that we look for strength and assistance, confident that with your help, man will be what he was born to be, free and independent. Oh, man. That just gave me chills. <laughs> right? He's begging him, dude. He's begging him. He's like, you're protected under the first amendment. You're the very first protection. You come yeah. out and say what's going on. Nothing bad's going to happen to you. Yeah. Like, he straight up, like, I, I when I was listening to that saying, I'm like, holy fuck. That's the, uh, that's Operation Mockingbird. Good shit, Devin. Yeah. Good shit. Yeah. Yeah, man, that was pretty good. I what do we? Uh, I, I, I I enjoyed it. What are we talking about next week? You know, I don't know. I don't know. I it's either uh, a murder mystery or we uh, we wrap up we wrap up our CA wormhole. I feel like all this like is this early late forties, fifties, sixties CIA. Well, you know, we're gonna, just, it's just a huge rabbit hole. Like, like yeah, just so much went down. Well, and we're gonna go back. I think to MK Ultra. <laughs> I don't know yeah. FC if Tito's got something, but um, if not, we're going to go back to MK Ultra. And I could be interested in the Paul Walker series. I know you guys have mentioned that. Well, I got to I got to finish up this Jolly West shit. Okay, I'm down with it. This I'm one, with it. this one is uh, this one's going to be. It kind of ties into the last couple of weeks. You might as well. Yeah, just fucking oh, wrap all right. it all up. This will be about Charles Manson. Charlie. Ooh. Charles Manson and the CIA. Charlie. Ooh. <laughs> some of his freaking interviews he's given like even just from prison so creepy it really oh, is i was God. listening to one he's so like, creepy and i feel like he has so much insight or had so much insight to stuff it's it's well and well, some of this you find says, out too comes off yeah. so logical and smart like how the fuck is this guy like just out of his mind yeah but well, yeah he's so right but what he says perhaps he wasn't Take out me. of his mind yeah oh say. well there's a teaser Oh, so we'll, uh, Jolly West freaking had influence on Manson. I'm just saying, Jolly West is Manson. Oh shit! <laughs> Sorry, gave, gave it away. <laughs> oh. You know what we forgot to do? We forgot to do a Marilyn Manson tie-in on this one. <laughs> Man, I got so much shit Ch for that. Charlie's dad. Everyone. I had two errors yesterday. I spelled the, I didn't the even show notice notes the wrong. Misspell, I yeah. didn't even notice a the same nation. assassination. Yeah, that made me laugh nation. when I did see it. Yeah. So I fixed that. To all you fucking lovely grammar people out there, I hope why, you, should, the, you should be fucking spending your time playing Scrabble instead of fucking spell checking my shit. 
uh, and then uh, and then of course the Marilyn Manson that was huge and that was so great. I mean I did love that I did love the pics of him at, you know JFK's funeral but that was tight. sitting right next to Rob why so close <laughs> uh, I, I posted that to someone and my friend uh, who I knew worships Marilyn Manson proceeded to uh-huh. write a paragraph about when he was born his actual name and how we don't need baseless conspiracy theories in this time and age <laughs> So, so one person, one person overboard for Phantom Facts, I guess. But I love it. All right, guys, y'all have a good night, and uh, we'll, right. we'll catch day, you Phantoms. next week. Hey, society, Tito here. For those of you with a curious mind, and those of you who like the show, follow us on our Facebook page, Phantom Facts Society, where we post bizarre and unsolved stories. Feel free to post stories you find interesting, and maybe we'll cover them on next Friday's show. Peace out, Phantoms. I don't know what that means.